Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's the hat trick for Pasternak, who's tied the game with 15 seconds left. Hello, Boston Bruins fans. I'm Kurt Schmid, and you're listening to Believe in Boston Bruins on the Believe Podcast Network. We believe in Boston Bruins. Do you believe? On this week's episode, the Bruins win three in a row, and the Providence Bruins drop the puck on their season. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can find us at Believe.com and Apple Podcasts. The Bees are on a roll, winning three, winning their last three games. Brandon Carlo scored the tie-breaking goal with 2.37 left in regulation as the Boston Bruins rallied from three goals down for a 5-3 win against the Washington Capitals on Monday night. David Pasternak scored his first two goals of the season, and Yaroslav Halak made 23 saves. David Pasternak scored a hat-trick, including the game-tying goal with 15 seconds left in the third period, and Patrice Bergeron scored on the power play with 31 31 seconds into overtime to help the Boston Bruins rally from a 4-3 win against the Philadelphia Flyers at the Wells Fargo Center on Wednesday night. Pasternak's hat-trick was the ninth of his career. He is now tied with Bobby Orr for fourth in Bruins history. Number three on that list is Johnny Busick with 12. Number two is Cam Neely with 14. And Phil Esposito owns the top spot with 26 hat-tricks. Will Pasta hit 26 and tie Phil Esposito or even break his break his um, record? I don't know. He's only 24, so he has a really good chance of doing it. So, I mean, this kid is on fire right now. He is on, I mean, I know for the first couple of games, we were like, we need Pasternak back, we need Pasternak back, and boy, has this kid come come back to the lineup and has really shown what he's got. Tuka Rask made 23 stops, and Brad Marchand and Sean Corrali uh, scored third-period goals in the, B- in the B's 2-1 victory over Philly on Friday night. This was the team's third consecutive comeback victory. Now, I don't know. I'm kind of, um, I'm, I don't know how I feel about this. I mean, it's great that they won, believe it or not, great that they won, but I'm tired of these comebacks. You know, I want them to like basically play from start to finish. You know, you know, I want them to play the whole 60 minutes, not the last 20. Okay. That's what I want. I want to see them play a full 60 minutes. All right. The first 40 where are they? Sometimes sometimes what they'll do is they'll it looks like it. They'll show up in the first 20, not show up in the second 20 and then show up again in the third 20. So that second period is a little bit of a of a, of an issue here. 
But hey, the big thing is that they pulled off these victories, you know, and they they're on a they're on another hot streak. Bruins were set to play the Buffalo Sabres on Saturday and tonight at the TD Garden. The game was postponed due to COVID-19 protocols with the Buffalo Sabres. Those games have been rescheduled for March 27th and April 13th. Now, the Bruins travel to New York to face off against the Rangers on Wednesday and Friday, then take a nice little short bus ride out to Long Island for a game against the Islanders on Saturday. They're going to return to the TD Garden next Monday as they take on the New Jersey Devils. Now, Matt Grizzlick and Jake DeBrusque could be ready in time to play Wednesday against the New York Rangers. So that's that gives you, you know, what's going to happen with the lineup. You know, is Clifton out? You know, what happens with the forward line? What are the forward lines going to look out now, you know, look like now? But with Clifton, if they, you know, put Clifton in and put Grizzlick in, who do you take out? So my guess would be maybe maybe take out Zaboral. I mean, he's played pretty good, but you know, I've saw some mistakes on Friday night with, um, you know, against the Flyers. You know, he took that penalty for the um, for the penalty shot, stuff like that. So maybe it's time Zaboral goes and sits up on the ninth floor, and Cliff and Clifton is in since Clifton has had a good couple of games. Now the fourth line, or or the forward lines, I should say, they. You know what do you do there? Where, what's the what's the situation? You have the brusque back. So what's your what's your what's your lines going to be? Of course, the number one line is is all set. The second line, past couple of games has been has been um, Krejci and Smith was thrown in there a couple times, and you also had also also thrown in there is Nick Ritchie on the third on the second line. So. You know, do you put DeBrusque back on the second line and maybe move, you know, Richie over to the, over, to, over to the right side? What do you do in this situation? I mean, DeBrusque is probably going to wind up with Krejci, which would mean that maybe Richie goes on the right side. So who knows what's going to happen with that line? So we 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 really don't know what's going to happen, and I can tell you right now, maybe Coach Cassidy doesn't know what's going on with that line. Or what's go, who's going to be in? Who's going to be out? Is it going to be Bjork who's going to be out? We all know Anton Bleed is good. Blee is going to be out. He's going to be out of the lineup. But who who are you going to sit? Are you going to sit? You know, I mean, Anders Bjork has has had a couple of good games. So do you sit him? You know, are you going to sit? You know, Smith. Are you going to? You know, who are you going to sit? That who's going to take? You know, who's going to take the night off? So Jake DeBrus comes into the lineup. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with on Wednesday night, you know, if they, Jake DeBrusque and Matt Grizzlick should be ready to go. Now, looking at the stats um, since Friday night, the Bruins didn't play over the weekend. So basically things stay the way they are. It's Brad Marchand leading the team with 15 points with seven goals and eight assists. Patrice Bergeron is in there with 15 points, six goals, nine assists. You have Charlie McAvoy in there with one goal, nine assists for 10 points. Nick Ritchie, who is still on a hot streak, uh, four uh, four goals, five assists, nine points. He is a minus three, though. You have David Krejci in there with no goals, nine, but nine assists. David Pasternak, the kid who has been on a roll, four games, 
Five goals, three assists, and eight points. That's incredible. You have Craig Smith in there with uh, three goals and two assists for five points. Charlie Coyle in there with two and two uh, and for four points. He is a minus three, though. Sean Corrales in there, two, one, uh, two goals, one assist for three points. Brandon Carlo, two goals, one assist, three points. Matt Grizzlick, who could be back in the lineup on Wednesday, has three assists. Chris Wagner is one and one. Anders Bjork is 0 and 2, has no goals and two assists. Same with Jake Zaboro. Same with Jeremy Lazan. Jack Zanika has one point, and that was his one goal. He's only played about six games, so we'll have to see what's what's going on with that. Trent Frederick is also in there. I mean, here's the other thing. You know, looking back at the lines, you know, you could, I mean, Trent Frederick has played awesome. He has played great through the first 11 games he's played. But do you sit him out? Seeing as that he he hasn't really produced and as far as like points, maybe maybe it's time to sit him out. You know, give him a rest. Let him see what it's like to, you know, be on the, um, you know, watch from the ninth floor or wherever he's going to be sitting. I mean, he doesn't have to necessarily be sitting on the ninth floor. They can stick him up in a balcony, you know, players up in the balcony, for God's sakes. So basically, that's a, that's a little bit of a lowdown. Of course, you had Andre Kasha, who's only played two games, and Anton Blee, who's only played two games. Connor Clifton, he's played really, really well, even though he hasn't put anything up on the board. But he's been pretty decent these six games he's played. Now, looking at the goaltenders, uh, Yaroslav Halak has played four games. His record is uh, 3-0, and 3-0-0-0-1, I guess you could say. Uh, goals against average is 1.72, and his save percentage is .923. Now, Tuka Rask has played seven games. His record is 5-1-0-1. His goals against average is 2.36, and his save percentage is 8.98. Now, I know that there's been some you know, discussion on who's the better goaltender, but you have to realize that, yeah, Halak is, like, kind of unbeaten, okay? You know, he's 3-0-0-1. You know, he's got lows goals against. You know, he's got better goals against, better save percentage. But he's only played four games. Tuka's played seven. So that means that your goals against average and your save percentage is going to be up anyways. So that's, you know, you can't just compare the two goalies with, Goals against when one player's played more games and more minutes. Okay? So, you know, Tuka's played 433 minutes. Halak has played 245, you know, and, you know, when you average everything in and how you get all the goals against and save percentage, you know, it's just it's just the fact that Tuka's played more games and more minutes. That's the only difference. That's the only difference here. All right? So, you know, talking about Pasternak, Pasta looks like Pasta looks like he's on a mission. Five goals in four games, and if he keeps playing like this, I have a feeling he's going to get 25 or 30. I mean, he can't rule out 40 either. 50? Yeah, I don't think he's going to get 50, but you know, I'm I'm looking at the maybe the 25 or 30 goal range. And I know fans like me are happy with him coming back to the lineup, but the rest of the team needs to contribute too. You know, Marshawn has been there for the for 11 games. Uh, Bergeron has shown what he's got. You know, Nick Ritchie, who's been showing up on the power play. I mean, all of his goals have come on the power play. 
So it's important that he's out there every single night on the power play every time the Bruins are out, you know, have have the man advantage. Now, Don Sweeney, big news for him. Uh, he was named as an assistant general manager of Team Canada for the 2022 Olympics in Beijing. This is a good thing for us Bruins fans. Not only are we going to, you know, not only is he going to be there, you know, but you know, you just know that Bergeron and Marshawn will be on this team. Okay? Now, will they be reunited with Sidney Crosby? You know, because back when they did the uh, World Cup, I believe it was the World Cup a couple of years ago, those three guys formed a line, and they were a strong line. This line was probably the same as what, you know, what this, what the Bruins number one line of Bergeron, Marchand, and Pasternak. The only, pro, the only thing is you're adding in Sidney Crosby. So, you know, that line really took off, and I believe it led them to the to a to a title in the World Cup. And there's also a possibility that all three could be left off the roster for younger players. But, you know, we're talking Marshawn and Bergeron along with Sidney Crosby. So I doubt it, but we'll just have to wait and see what happens there. But I have a feeling with Don Sweeney as the as the assistant GM of Team Canada, he's going to have a little bit of a say into how this team is going to be put together. And I have a feeling that we're going to see those three together on a line uh, in the Olympics. And with those three guys being on the line with the Olympics, I have a feeling that the, that the Canadian team is going to be favored to win the gold medal. Hey, you fellas come from Providence? The Providence Bruins finally dropped a puck on a new season as they faced off against the Bridgeport Sound Tigers on Friday afternoon. Now, goaltender Jeremy Swayman earned his first professional win and the Baby Bees got goals from Zach Senishin, Alex Voyer, Samuel Asselin, and Robert Lantosi in a 4-1 win. Now, I know a lot of people are getting on Zach Senishin, okay? You know, he was a t- he was a top pick in the 2015 draft, you know, one of three in a row, okay? You know, I think they had the 14th, 15th, and 16th picks in in that draft. So I'm just curious as to, you know, what what the deal is with this kid. I mean, Zaboral was also picked there, and I believe it was also DeBrusque, and they're both in Boston. I don't know what's going on with this kid. You know, he's still sitting here in in Providence. You know, I thought for sure he would have been on the roster by now. So maybe maybe there's something that the Bruins – don't see, you know, Don Sweeney and, you know, Cam Neely, they don't see what's, what this kid, you know, they don't see anything in this kid. And, you know, who knows, maybe he'll end up like a Zach Hamill. And if you don't remember Zach Hamill, he was picked, I believe he was picked in like early, like in a top, like the top 10 at one point and basically never panned out, played a lot of seasons in Providence. And finally, I, I believe he's playing over in Europe, but you know, it it kind of makes you wonder what the Bruins are waiting for from Senishin. You know, what do they expect out of him? So hopefully, maybe this is his breakthrough year, and maybe in the future we see what this kid could do. Now, goaltending Jeremy Swayman, he had an excellent season with with um, Maine, so he's coming off a college career. And they're talking that this kid could be the real deal for in the future when Tuca decides either not to be here or 
you know, whatever Tuca situation or whatever the the main goaltending situation is at that point. Now, due to the pandemic, the Baby Bees will only play Bridgeport and Hartford, and I th- and I believe a couple games against Utica. So they're only going to be playing against those three teams, and they're playing all their home games at the New England Sports Center in Marlboro, Massachusetts. Now, I would have expected them to play games maybe if they weren't going to play down at the dunk in in Providence. I would have expected them to play maybe at the Warrior Ice Arena. You know, a little bit be a little bit closer to the big club and stuff like that, but you know, maybe maybe do maybe the teams maybe the Bruins didn't want both teams using the same rink or whatever. So, they put together a nice little setup down in down in Marlboro. And they actually brought in the banners, you know, the championship banners. They brought in a lot of stuff to make it feel, they painted the ice to make it feel like it was an actually the actual home ice for the uh, Providence Bruins. And no tenant, no, fa- no fans are going to be in attendance. So, you know, I know a lot of you are like, well, I can't get to the games. I'd like to go watch the games, but you really can't right now. Same thing with what's going on all over in some arenas, you know, some hockey arenas or even some hockey rinks in the country. You can't be in attendance, but you can still watch the games. All you need to do is go to the AHL, go to AHL TV and sign up for a subscription. The price range varies from $45 down to about eight bucks. It all depends on the package you're going to get. You know, I I'm watching this weekend because it was it's a free preview. Um, so what I did was I went and I put the uh, AHL TV app on my smart TV and was able to watch the Baby Bees on Friday. And then yesterday I caught a little bit of the Bridgeport uh, Hartford game. So, you know, if you're a diehard hockey fan like me and you want and you want to watch some hockey when the Bruins aren't off, such as yesterday. There you go. Just sign up for AHL TV. They actually had it. It was a free weekend this weekend. That's why I signed up. I have no idea if I'm going to decide to buy a package or not. So Now, I know a lot of you out there don't care about what's going on in Providence, you know, or, you know, or any other minor leagues, and that's fine, but, you know, I got to tell you what really ticks me off though to no end. And, you know, I've thought about doing this when I thought I even thought about bringing up the podcast and everything. And this is one of the things I can't stand. But, you know, I know it's not your cup of tea here, guys. Some of you might be saying, ah, the AHL is just, you know, it's just guys coming in and out. And, you know, it's just a bunch of guys, you know, trying to make the big club. Well, that's fine. I don't care. You know, you can watch the AHL. You can pick, you know, you you know, you can just watch the Bruins. You can just watch your Boston Bruins. That's fine. But I don't like it when, there are certain fans out there that say it's that uh, minor league hockey, junior hockey, college hockey isn't real hockey. All right. I hate to tell you this, but it is real hockey. There are still 12, 12 players on the ice and they're trying to put the puck into the opponent's goal. That's hockey. All right. To say that that's not real hockey is kind of a stupid statement. All right. What makes it not real hockey? Because it's not the NHL? Well, I got news for you. Most of the players in the NHL have played at the AHL level, have played at the college level, okay? Just look at the Bruins roster. You have Frederick, Stadnika, Zaboro, Lazan. They all played in Providence last season. 
Even Brad Marchand played in Providence. David Krejci played in Providence. Tuka Rask and Bergeron have all played in Providence. Okay, Bergeron played during the lockout year. During the when during the lockout year, he played that whole entire year down in Providence. So I don't know why you're crying that the AHL and other minor leagues isn't real hockey. All right, it's just a lower level. All right, there's nothing wrong with it, but there's a lot of people out there who are saying, "Oh well, you know." Even back when, even back when there was the lockout back in, I believe it was 2012, 2013, around in there, and I would have friends like, "I'm missing hockey. I miss hockey," and I would say to them, "If you're missing hockey, just get in your car, drive down I-95, and go to a game." Oh no, that's not real hockey. That's complete BS. Okay? That is complete BS. That's hockey, all right? You got guys coming in getting called up from your from your minor league team and eventually making it to to the bigs. I mean, it's a fun the AHL is a fun league to watch cuz you're watching you keep an eye on a certain player. Like even last year, you know, going to I would go to games in Hartford. I would watch the Sturkin eventually halfway through the season he was up with the he was up with the Rangers you know same thing goes you know same thing goes for Providence you know Frederick had a tremendous year last year with Providence and now he's up with the big club you know I just don't get some of you people who are like it's not real hockey you know I know some of you are like "Eh, it's just the AHL you know guys are getting called going back and forth they're just developing players yeah but it's still hockey all right even though they're developing players it's still real hockey. And I'll watch hockey no matter what level it is. NHL, AHL, minor leagues, college. I mean, I was a season ticket holder for the Connecticut Whale and the Bridgeport Sound Tigers. I go to college games up in Hartford when, when UConn is playing. I mean, for people to say it's not real hockey is insulting. So, you know... I, I, I get it. I get it. It's, you know, it's a lower level. You know, it's all right, fine. But still, to say it's not real hockey is an insult, especially to those players who are busting their asses trying to make it into the NHL. You know? So, I don't know. You know, there's some people out there that just really piss me off when they say that. Now, we're a week away from the outdoor games in Lake Tahoe, and it got me thinking the other day. Now you have Colorado and Vegas on Saturday and the and the Bruins Flyers on Sunday. I get it having Colorado and Vegas play out there, but having the Bees and the Flyers doesn't really make any sense. I mean, they could have done something here, you know, somewhere somewhere here cuz you know, like either in Boston or in Boston or even New Hampshire or Vermont, you know, somewhere in the Poconos, they could have done something like that. They, you know, but apparently the NHL wasn't thinking, and maybe you could be putting the Bruins and the Flyers players at risk just flying across the country. But who knows? The NHL wants to do something big because you got to think about this now. You know, no fans are allowed, no fans are going to be allowed, so you don't need to have it in a stadium, you know, a baseball or football stadium. So you might as well put it somewhere. You know, where fans aren't going to be there, but at least have a nice backdrop. I mean, 
if the NHL really wanted to do outdoor games with fans, you know, you do Colorado and Vegas and Tahoe, and then possibly do the Rangers and the Islanders. Now, this is this is this is a really I think that this is a cool idea. You do the Rangers and the Islanders in Central Park. I know that there's already a rink in Central Park. Not sure if it's regulation, but that would be perfect. This way, the Eastern Division teams aren't traveling across the country. I mean, to me, that would have been a really cool idea. Take the Bruins out of take the Bruins out of the equation altogether. But to be honest, that would be the coolest thing. Right in the smack dab in New York City or in in Manhattan at right there at Central Park. I think it would be really cool. You know, the only thing about doing it in Central Park is that you might get a crowd gathering, and I think the NHL is trying to avoid that. Now, the thing about Tahoe is that the rink is going to be built on the golf course along the shore of Lake Tahoe because, let's face it, Lake Tahoe doesn't freeze. So it's being built, I believe it's on the 18th fairway, and it's going to be well aware, well away from public viewing. So you're going to have it like close to the shore. You're going to have Lake Tahoe in the background with with the mountain, I believe snow-covered mountains in the background. And it's, I think it's going to be a good backdrop. But I think since, but I think doing, you know, doing range or doing Bruins and Flyers doesn't really make sense. I would have done something like Rangers Islanders in Central Park since you can't have fans. I mean, I really like that they're doing these, you know, doing something different for the outdoor games since fans won't be allowed to attend. I mean, there was even talk about games being played on Lake Louise in Alberta. Now, that lake freezes over. And if you get a chance, go on go on YouTube and, and Google or and search Lake Louise in Alberta, and you'll actually find pictures uh, or videos of people actually ice skating on it. And it's a really nice, it's really nice and clear and everything. So I think that would have been a good setup for maybe Edmonton and Edmonton and Calgary, and maybe even Vancouver and and then do a second game of Vancouver. And Vancouver and Winnipeg or or some or even even Toronto, Ottawa or something like that, it would have been really cool. You know, sort of, you know, sort of giving you that that would really give you that 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 mystery Alaska look or feeling. Now, a lot of you probably have never seen the movie Mystery Alaska. There's a couple interesting facts about that movie. Um one is that producer it was the movie was produced by former WHA WHA and NHL owner Howard Baldwin. He was co-owner of the New England Whaler, the New England and Hartford Whalers. He was also owner of the Pittsburgh Penguins and Minnesota North Stars. Now the writer of the movie is the son of former New England uh, Hartford Whaler GM and coach Jack Kelly. So I recommend it for any hockey fan out there. You know who's who loves hockey. Of course, you know there's a lot of good movies out there, hockey movies out there. You know maybe maybe during an episode we'll talk. I'll talk more about other great hockey movies. You know yeah you, you have Slapshot. That's the top one. You know you have the movie Miracle with um, Kurt Russell. There was the Made for TV movie back in 19, I believe it was like 1981. It had like Steve Gutenberg playing Jim Craig. So there's a lot of really you know the Mighty Duck movies. 
So there's a lot of really cool movie hockey movies out there, and maybe in a future in a future episode, I'll talk about some of these hockey movies and what I recommend, and you know maybe play some lines from each, you know, some sound clips from each movie. If you have a question for me, you can tweet me at HockeyNASCAR413 or go to my Believe in Boston Bruins Facebook page. This show is available on all your favorite streaming platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. And you can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Are you interested in advertising on this show? Please contact Believe at Believe.com. Thanks for listening and have a great week. And go Bruins. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.